Hold the Uzi vertical. What's good, bro? Mr. Cheerio, man. Is that Honey Nut Cheerio? Uh, it's like Trader Joe's brand, but yeah. Oh, okay. I can't do the... Fuck, I can't do the regular Cheerios, man. Oh, hell no. Like just plain Cheerio? Mm-hmm. Food for white yeah. babies. Fuck that. Yeah, that's ugly. I'm not going to eat that until my cholesterol is going crazy. All the charms. <laughs> until your shit is pumped up. Yeah. 65-year-old Trent. <laughs> Blood pressure is a little high. Cholesterol is a little high. Hey, bro. Guess what? I hope so. Okay. Okay. <laughs> hey, we're back, bro. I hope so. All right. I even got some new shit for you, bro. M, let's let the cat out the bag. I sniffed around the same way I sniffed. Newsflash, megastar, man. I am going to sniff your fucking ass. Hey man, you know it's cool. I know we both like, uh, I know we both fuck with emulators. I know we've been, both been oh, yeah. known to hit up an emulator every now and again. Uh, I got curious about what kind of stuff I could get on my laptop. Mm-hmm. Like on my old laptop that I used to record the podcast with that I haven't been using. I wiped a bunch of stuff off of there just so it would have movies and video games on it. And what sparked me to want to do this was, you know, the Tony Hawk's remaster is coming out. Yeah. Which I'm super excited about. Um, I'm super excited about that. But I, I heard about this, like, Tony Hawk Underground mod that's pretty popular um, on the interweb. That uh, you can download it, you can play it, and it just has all the levels from all the games. All playing under the second Tony Hawk's Underground engine. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, you had to get you know Thug Two and then you know couple it with this you know with this mod. It was pretty easy. Uh, and uh, I played that for a little bit. It was super fun. So the second thing that I decided to throw in there. What's up, Sarah? Hey, Dev says hi. What's up? <laughs> um. So the second thing I threw in there, because I was really wondering what I could possibly put on my computer, and this one took a little more time, but uh, I downloaded this <coughs> PlayStation 2 emulator because I wanted to play uh, Def Jam, Fight for Un- Fight for New York. Oh, yeah. Took me a while, but I got it. Nice, dude. So that's been my video games of the week. It's been those two. Yeah, I'm like... I just I got back into like 2K kick. I just mm. been playing 2K. I removed 2K off of my PlayStation to put uh, Modern Warfare on there for the um, for the for the you know King of the Hill <coughs> oh. mode. But um, now I don't have either one on my computer on my on my PlayStation. That file is huge. 2K? Not 2K, although 2K is huge. But the, uh, the, Modern Warfare. the new Modern Warfare, because you download the whole game just to get the, the, the free section of it. 
Yeah. But then uh, when you update, it takes even more space. And, you know, for losers like me with my little 16 gigabyte, you know, PlayStation or whatever it is, man, it's just not going to cut it. Right. That'll be the only game you have on that on that thing. Yeah, I only have like... <clears throat> I have Fallout and NBA 2K20. That's all I have on my Xbox. And then like like streaming apps. Fallout, the uh, most recent one, or one of the older ones? Fallout 4, the yeah. one that no one likes. I played like an hour of that. Yeah, it's, I, like, I just like don't. It's not my, I'm just not in that kind of game. No. Like, like I, I'm into like, uh, like the Elder Scrolls series and stuff. Like I'll play those. And Fallout's essentially just Elder Scrolls, but like in the future and like apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. But like both those games just, are made by the same people, right? Think yeah, they're both made by Bethesda, Bethesda or Bethesda yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I think. But like, I just like Fallout. Anything that's like, honestly, I think it's just like gun games. Like, I just don't get it. Like, I'm just not into it. <laughs> I like watching it. Like, I like watching Greg's clips of playing whatever he plays. Oh Rainbow yeah, Six he's playing or whatever. Ra- Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah, like I love watching that kind of shit. It's super like. I don't know. It's fun to watch, but I just don't like to play it. Probably because I'm bad at it. Yeah, that's the thing about me. I'm I'm terrible at video games. Like there's yeah, there's I'm, only, I'm only a couple. Good at like Zelda. <laughs> yeah, if it's not like a game where I can like I can practice, you know. So like mm-hmm. I I play a lot of Overwatch though. So I, I played a lot of Overwatch to the point now where I'm like I'm nice. But uh, <laughs> if you just like put me in a story game or something like that, like. I'm just not the most, you know, strategically bound guy out there when it comes mm. to when it comes to video games. So I'm kind of the other way. Like, like I, I kind of would rather play like a campaign or something than like a like a battle royale kind of game because I just like don't I don't really find I don't really get joy in like winning things. But- I get joy <laughs> in com- I get joy in completing things. Yeah. So like, like beating a game is super fun, but right. like just winning like a match, I just like don't care. Except 2K, I just like winning basketball. <laughs> right. You got that one specific game for it. Yeah. But yeah, I uh, I can't really have people like watch me play video games. Like it's like it's a pretty singular activity for me. Oh, dude, I hate people watch. Because I gotta, I gotta process. Even 2K, I don't really like playing with other people because I'm just like, I'm just going to fuck around. Like, (laughs) I'm just going to fuck around and drop a 50 piece and then I'm going to scream when I don't get a foul. (laughs) Yes, dude. I feel that. Um, Yeah, I I, I had a fun time doing the doing the emulators on my on my computer now I'm I'm glad because my computer is officially set up to just be for that sort of thing. So Touring movies and uh, downloading games and stuff and stuff. You know, you just plug your fucking same PlayStation controller into your laptop, and a lot mm-hmm. of that stuff is like made now, so that's pretty. It's pretty ready to go. Like you can literally almost just download the game off somewhere off the internet, and Windows will play it for you, basically. Right. You know, I had to do the PlayStation uh, emulator for the 
Def Jam game, but the Tony Hawk's Underground game just downloaded and mounted like that. Like computers are kind of crazy now. Well, I try to do. I try to do. Um, so I have two laptops. I have my MacBook, which I just use for like work, and then I have the Dell that has all my like like music stuff on it. Yeah. And I was trying to download like a bunch of Nintendo games because mm-hmm. I got the, I got an emulator <clears throat> and I tried to do it on my MacBook, but I couldn't get my Xbox controller to map to a map MacBook very well. Mm-hmm. Plus, MacBooks just like don't they're not good for for gaming because the frame rate is so low. So then I tried to do it in Dell, but then and it. But I can't like wipe the Dell because it has all like I can't get the stuff that's on the Dell onto the MacBook. I could do it the other way around, but it's not worth right. it. Also, it's worth noting that any time I've ever because I I've because I've tried to get other games on my computers before, and most times it works, and sometimes I've, I've really had to struggle. But uh, most times when I do this sort of thing, I go in thinking it's going to be like a thirty-minute thing. And then <laughs> I've been sitting there two hours before I actually oh, yeah. play the game Absolutely. because, okay, I ran into something while I was actually trying to download the game. Okay, I ran into an issue actually getting it to open in some way. Okay, right. now I'm having a hard time getting my controller to get mapped into the You're just like the back computer. and forth on like Google looking up error codes and shit. Yes, and yeah. forums. Oh, my God. If you've ever downloaded had to do something like that, you know it's just like, Checking yeah. forums afterwards. If you don't know what you do, if you don't know what you were doing, yeah, which I don't in that situation. <laughs> but yeah, that's been my uh, my video games lately. The Def Jam Fight for New York video game. I just remember super nostalgically playing, like as a kid. Um, so I remember it being really cool, and. Now in just having gone and played it for, you know, like an hour or two hours, um, you realize that game's not only cool because it has all the rappers in it and it was cool when you remember it, but the fighting mechanics in the game are actually really tight. And for yeah. a PlayStation 2 game, they were they were pretty sick. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I ever played that. It's really fun. And, uh, yeah, you're just, I forget that they give you different fighting styles. Like they give you five different fighting styles when you design your character for, like I said, you know, a PlayStation game at the time. Um, they give you a lot of options in that regard. Mm -hmm. And again, they let you design kind of how you fight. Um, all stuff that, you know, like I think makes games good now. They were, they were doing, they were doing at the time. And it was like not just this cash grab thing with you know like it, it would sell because it was a because of the concept itself i think but uh, there was another level of some some actual ingenuity in there which i thought was cool damn there's hella people in this game and there's so many people in the game and now i feel like it must be probably more difficult than it was at the time to gather everyone's rights for all this sort of thing Mm-hmm. Which is why, I mean, I feel like people have been wanting a sequel or a remaster to the game for a while. And 
that may be something that only only now is kind of coming to a place where they might be able to do something like that. <laughs> Carmen Electra's in it? <laughs> right. Everybody's in it. What the hell? Warren G. That's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. It would be cool today. Jeez. But, huh? Freeways in it? Yeah. This is crazy. See, and this was back when Def Jam and Def Jam Island was at, was actually popping. So you think about mm-hmm. it now, and it's like, okay, well, who the fuck would they put in that game? Like, if it right. was a Def Jam game today, like <laughs> that would be like, uh, like Logic would be in it. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but Logic would be so down. Yeah, he would. He He'd would. be annoyingly into it. If if you were doing a Def Jam fighting game today, it would literally be two chains versus O seven O Shake versus <laughs> Amir Obe versus Dave East versus I mean Dave East would be tight in a fucking uh in a, Yeah, D- uh, Dave East would definitely just rock everybody. Yeah, too. actually that'd be tight. Uh Jadakiss, Jeezy, Jeremiah, Janae Aiko. Um, now at the time this was like Def Jam Island. I don't know how different that is actually from Def Jam. So, but I'm just looking at the Def Jam front page here. Justin Bieber would be in that video game too. If, if, you know, if we were taking everybody into account. Logic. Yeah. Logic would be on here. Uh, Maxo would be in here. <laughs> Nas. 40, 50 year old Nas. Um, Kanye is technically still signed to Def Jam, so would push T. Valet and YG. Huh? Did I just drop out? Yep. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? Yeah. So where did I cut out at? You said Justin Bieber would be in it. And <laughs> I said... And then I said, Justin Bieber and Logic fight be one for, one <laughs> yes. for the ages. Yes. The Justin Bieber <laughs> Logic fight August, would be dope. August Alcina. Remember August Alcina? I do remember August Alcina. He was in the freshman class with like one of the better freshman classes. That was the Isaiah Rashad and Chance the Rapper. And- yeah, he was like that. Might have been the first year that they actually decided to bring like an R and B guy into it. I think yeah. he might have been there. He like sang the hook, but it like for their cipher, but it was like super weird. <laughs> yeah. We don't Whenever care. I'm on Spotify on my computer, <clears throat> I can only for some reason see three people's like listening right now. Yeah. It's always you. <laughs> <clears throat> always you. Drew Tamiyasu and Sarah Ballard. And you're listening to Mazel Tov by IDK? Actually, that's that you was were, the last It thing. might be delayed. Do you know who KSI is? Uh, yeah, I know that name. He's the YouTuber that uh, fought oh, Logan yeah. Paul, that boxed Logan Paul. Yeah. <laughs> He just put out a new that album. Listening to? That, yeah, that was what we were listening to. Cap featuring Offset. What the hell did he get? Was he a rapper before he was a YouTuber? Or did the YouTube thing give him? Um, I think the YouTube thing gave him, you know, the ability to 
put out an album, but I think I he has been rapping song. longer than this album. Yeah, he has another album. But uh, yeah, this one actually has like features from Lil Pump, Smoke Perp, Trippy Red. I mean, he got a deal. He had to have gotten a deal. Cause like Lil Baby's on the album, Jeremiah's on the album, Trippy Red's on the album, Rick, Rick Ross, Ross is on the album. Yes. Now, granted, he is very famous. Like he's, you know, as far as YouTubers go, I mean, him and Logan Paul are are, are very big. So. It didn't surprise me, but it it does surprise you, I guess. Huh. Well, it's not very good. <laughs> no, it's terrible. Yeah, I would be more impressed if it wasn't terrible. <clears throat> Anyways, that's cool. That's cool. I'm sorry. What was that, Wheezy? I'm sorry, say that say that one more time, Wheezy. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Stupid, I'm not gonna let you get the chance. How long I'm not here to 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 Yo, when we talk about certified hood classics, oh man, I'm looking at your recently played artist right now. Is it fire? Or is it trash? Well, you got like a lot of you got snot on here. Aha! <laughs> you got Mike, but then right down the list you got Russ. <laughs> hey. You giving away the sauce early, man. That's like the that's the that's the skeleton for the show right there. <laughs> what else do you think there is to talk about? I did not talk about Russ. This is a Russ episode. What are you talking about? You can talk, you can talk about Russ, man. <laughs> Russ just dropped six new songs, baby. This is a day to six, this is a day to celebrate. To. This is a day to celebrate. <clears throat> I don't do nothing. I'm ball. What did Counting he do? Wait. Like, what? Did he release bonus tracks? Yeah, bonus tracks on the front end of the album. Wait, bonus two bonus tracks on the end, and then the 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 bon the bonus part of the album at the beginning. I'm so confused. Yeah, me too. I thought that was weird. So there's like a he disc had, two so thing a, there. He has a Shake the Snow Globe that has bonus, two bonus songs on the end. And then he has Shake the Snow Globe Deluxe that has the same two bonus songs on the end plus four more songs. Yeah, so he probably dropped the bonus songs before. And then this is the Deluxe. Come on, man. This is 2020, baby. I this like is, respect the whole like this is streaming. Fudging, the, fudging the system thing, but it's like annoying how he does it. Just everything he does. With maybe maybe it's just because he's rust. I just can't How about stand that? that. You just haven't let the water under the bridge yet, you know. 
I'm not going you, to. You haven't put the hate behind you. The water's dry, man. I just hate the guy. Must be very unfulfilling for you. The bridge is down. The bridge oh, is it's down. fulfilling, man. This is the easiest dude to hate. It would, it would suck if it was somebody everyone liked. <laughs> be hard to hate on him then, but everyone hates this guy. You're the only one, man. I'm the only Russ fan on the planet. Yeah, you, you're the one who's giving him 394 million fucking listener accounts. Yeah, those streams are me. Yeah. Those streams are me just trying to repair my relationship with the guy. What's up, man? Oh, God, bear. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Jumped. There we go. Also, what's up, man? I see you got like two different pairs of earbuds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got one got pair one. That's, that's in one ear. Damn. Oh, okay. I'm on the floor now. I got one that's on my... Uh... One that's in my phone, so I can hear you. And then I got one that's in my computer, so if I want to look something up, I can listen to it. Okay. I see the setup. I'm going to do the whole episode with him right here. All right. We got ourselves a bear episode. Anyways, this week has been kind of trash. Everybody's trying to get back to normal, um, which means like when I'm at work, more people show up. There's just more work to go around. Everybody wants to eat. Nobody's wearing a fucking mask. There's some good music that came out this week, so I'm I'm excited to talk about some of the things on our plate here. I think there's only one album though I'm I'm truly like excited about. Um, the singles this week I thought were what, what was pretty dope. So you know what? Let's run through a couple of these because there's some pretty uh, exciting ones actually. I think that's where the sauce kind of lies this week. Like a new Mike single. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now I don't know if he announced like a new project coming. Like he did. This would be the first thing off of. Did he give it a date? Uh, June twenty first or something. I can handle that. Yeah. A Mike album during a quarantine. <clears throat> That's what we want. That was our goal in all of this. I like that nice long intro too. Yeah, I most certainly recommend that. I think on face value alone, you know, if you heard that and like that, you're gonna go, you're gonna check that out. Uh, that's one of his his better his better singles, in my opinion. Um, but there was also some random shit out too that, uh, I found my way to, man, you know, a week is for me, a week is low key kind of trash for me. If I got to go to like the Spotify new music Friday page and just like roll through those songs. Oh, I don't, that's all the hype shit, right? It's mostly the hype shit. Now. There is some low-key things on there. Like, this song was on there, although this band is pretty popular. Uh, and even even Jermaine's song was, was uh, on there. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I think that's What just... is this? Is this Chrome bin? Yeah, it is. Oh, this shit, this, oh, this what, what, what did you say the name was? Chrome bin? I don't know what it's called. Yeah, Krang it's bin? Not... <clears throat> no, It gave me dyslexia when I looked at it. I thought it said crew banging. <laughs> 
I was like, that's a hard ass name. Crew banging? Crew banging. <laughs> Me and my crew banging. Yeah, no, it's Krongbin. Krongbin, I think. Uh, yeah, so this is like a this is a Spanish speaking band. Yeah, they a lot did of their... EP with Leon Bridges. Ugh, are you kidding me? I've been meaning to check these yeah. out. This is the only first. This is the first song I've, I've heard. By you them, gotta so. listen. It's called the EP is called Texas Sun. It's four tracks and it's like four bangers. I'm with that. So I'm with hard. that because this song is amazing. So yeah, that's another band, one. Band is fire. That's a, that's Pretty another one. I don't even think I gotta tell you. Like if you heard that. And you liked it, which I know some of you will. It's on the New Music Monday playlist. Uh, you know where to find it. But uh, yeah, crew banging. Crew banging, so we don't forget. <laughs> That's my shit. <laughs> All right. Now, this surprised me. The, the, the weekend remix with Doja Cat surprised me. You heard this. Uh, I haven't heard this. Oh, really? So... In I your saw eyes, this remix. After the Doja Cat stuff, right, and then and then this is right. It's been a big weekend for Doja Cat. It's been a crazy weekend for Doja Cat. In not the, in not the greatest sense. Not the most glamorous. She she's currently in the gulag as we speak, fighting for her <laughs> life. Maybe she comes out. Maybe she maybe she won't. But uh, uh, um, future would say she belongs to a certain avenue. Yeah, people were saying she belongs to the suburbs. <laughs> <laughs> She's done. She's done. But uh, cool. If you're going to do a remix off of the Weekend album, would this be the song you pick? Or is there another song out there that you think could have a cool remix? What's, what song is this? This is In Your Eyes. Oh, yeah. I'm man, blind. Is, okay, I'm wait. blind. This uh, I think this is the song that starts like the best stretch of that album. Uh, it's like yeah, I know what you're talking about. Anyway, uh, I would no blinding song. lights is this is what you told me. Blinding, blinding lights, lights, yeah, it's blinding in your lights. eyes and save your tears. Is, is yes, hard. those three tracks in a row. Great, but um, no, I would choose this song. It's got like enough like open space on it that you can do something cool. I don't know about like, Doja Cat. Like, if I was Doja Cat, I don't know if I'd choose this one. But so, yeah, I was surprised too when I when I read it. But you listen to it, and she fits. I think they're realizing that they can actually really put her into these really catchy, not '80s, even though like this, you know, this whole weekend album is kind of '80s vibes. But like, I'm just thinking of like the Say So song and this. Mm-hmm. I think they're kind of setting her up on this trend of fitting tracks like these ear candy ass tracks. Um, I think she, I think she's a pretty good fit, and I'm actually a little surprised that they knew to put her into this record. So I'm kind of surprised that the weekend and his team probably reached out to her. Right. Not that not also like. makes me think about like, okay, whose idea was it for her to get on the song? Was it someone a part of the label, or was it the weekend, or people, right, or people that helped like, make the to, song? Not or? to like hate on Doja. I mean, I don't really mind if I hate on Doja Cat now, but right, um, this might be the time. This might be the time. <laughs> we'll see. But uh, 
Like, I don't know. It's she's just, just not like, the pairing you would like you would think of. It, you just wouldn't. Well, have yeah, guessed. but no. But like I'm saying, like I think she's like too weird for the weekend. Like, not the on weekend her is like like notoriously like kind of just a douchebag and nothing else. <laughs> but like, Doja Cat's like a weird like anime weirdo. Like I just would never see that. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought these these two worlds collided, but. Yeah, it's one of my favorite songs on the weekend album. It's probably one of the best songs of the year. So, one, I thought it was smart to do a remix for the song. Two, it ended up being a pretty good lock for Doja Cat. So, I give uh, whoever with that crystal ball some credit. Yeah. Although, I was reading this thing about the weekend, and he's like always, (laughs) like, he always does something that he thinks is a good idea and then gets caught up in some bullshit and like like in like real life yeah like there's this with the doja cat thing oh. and then and then like back in i don't know like 2015 or something he partnered with h&m and then they did that like oh racist fucking Coolest ad campaign in the thing. and he's just like always like i don't i didn't choose this <laughs> <laughs> he just has bad timing All right, how are you going to tell me this Russ and Ty Dolla Sign is not fire? Okay, I think I said that at the wrong time. With my Wait, let me get back to the hook. <laughs> Come on, this is Ty Dolla we talking about. Damn, son, where'd you find this? When y'all have it this week, it's really not that. I've been running around thinking about you all day, Trent. I gotta say, man, High Dollar Sign has done it. What he just did on about 50 other tracks. I'm not really that impressed. Ty Dolla has done so many features at this point. Did we have that conversation one time? Like, who's the most featured artist? Maybe. He's up there. I feel like, I feel like Ty Dolla Sign's up there. This is that Snot song you, you spoke of that you saw me checking out. This is probably the first Snot song on are the rest of the songs like this like some of them and some of them are like kind of more geared towards like the like lo-fi slums now actually he kind of reminds me of Jalen in a way Jalen would kill this beat I actually think I thought of that too I think I actually thought of him being on this beat Dude, he's fire. I, he might be. He'll be on my freshman list. He should be on your freshman list. That's a, that's actually a good, that's a good one. Um, yeah, that that song's cool. Again, I, I'm just that much more closer to maybe actually checking out a Snot album. You know, it's a big day for him. Oh, it's taking you so long. Yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, there's a couple more singles out there, but nothing too essential. Did you listen to the new yeah. Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande song? I was about to say, I feel like that's essential. All right. Not Let the song, but like the fact that those two artists are So Ariana Grande just did the fucking Justin Bieber song that I didn't listen to. 
Yeah. But of course, is like <laughs> uh, top of the charts. <clears throat> so I think it's kind of interesting that she's already back on another on another duet. I yeah. like this song. I like yeah, I like it better like than the first one. The first, remember that we we played the first Lady Gaga single on here. This I is like fire. This is fire. Yeah, I this like is that. Fire. This uh, like between like the weekend and like Carly Rae Jepsen, who we'll talk about and stuff. I like that this like weird uh, renaissance of like '80s pop is like coming back. Oh, in a like really strong way. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's not like a, it's not like a, like a cut and paste. It's definitely like modernized. People are always kind of obsessed with the '80s, though. To be honest, our age <laughs> is getting really obsessed with the '90s and the 2000s. Of course, it kind of makes sense. But I feel like the '80s has just been like people love the '80s. The '80s have the best the 80s. I wouldn't want to live in the '80s. Too much shit going on. I, I wouldn't want to live in any too, other decade except for the one that I Yeah, I, I don't want to live in any other lifetime than what I'm living right now. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe the future. 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 We should get that as a drop. Oh, I could definitely get that. <laughs> That's easy money. Actually, we just need more SpongeBob drops in general. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we do. Please. Which one? It smells the smelly smell. That smelly smell. It that is smelly, smelly smelly. Anchovies. <laughs> we could do the, the panty raid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, you've seen that uh, SpongeBob frame every SpongeBob frame in order Facebook page. The Facebook, yeah. Yeah, that's fire. That's fire. That's good meme content right there. Uh, now I that I'm that thinking was, about it, dude, I thought that was way later. Now, now that I'm realizing it or thinking about it, um, they only did like three seasons, and then the movie, and then after that is where I stop. Like that's where the classic episodes like stop. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that was 2007. So I would have been 11. I feel like I was still in the SpongeBob then, dude. So was I, but huh, that is interesting. How many episodes were in season three? I was gonna say, I think those first three seasons have hella episodes. They though, have like a lot probably of twenty each. Because every because every episode was two episodes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And they probably had twenty uh, probably or thirty of those. I've seen like a million SpongeBob episodes, but it's all in three seasons. <laughs> and the movie. Yeah, the movie's great. I have vivid memories of watching the movie for the first time. Like, I remember being at a friend's house. I think I was at the beach when I watched the Spongebob movie. The Spongebob movie was hype. David Hasselhoff? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that shit was awesome. I'm a goofy guy. Oh, and that's yeah. uh, one of my favorite memes recently is, is, from, is a, t- a clip of that movie. When the King Poseidon yeah. takes his crown off and, and he's, he's like bald. bald. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well the meme is he takes his crown off and it's the Yankee the cat Yankee with no with brim. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which 
yeah i love every variation of that meme it's funny that the brim crazy. with no yankee <laughs> yeah, <the brim laughs> with no Yankee. yeah those those shits are fire yankee <clears throat> no brim. all right oh. after that that spongebob deep dive you ready to go into some yeah some gunna are you ready to talk about one of the greatest albums of all time Are you, Trent? Oh, no, I actually like this album. Huh? I actually like this album. Interesting. Tell me why. Because of Skybox. That's like my track of the year, I think. Okay. So. And I'm I'm not being sarcastic either. So. I'm with you. Ah, bro, Skybox is a sleeper because it was out one week and i want to say we talked about it for a second on the pod i don't remember talking about this because i don't remember listening oh okay i remember hearing this and it was a little unassuming at first like eh okay i don't know i don't know what i'm gonna get in the album but when i got to the album and this is part way through the album that shit like, yeah. I could feel myself like in the skybox, like looking down, you know. I'm hella high up with Gunna. Yeah. Strawberry peels. And uh, no, I caught the vibe off of this song. So, this is interesting. We're both on Skybox. Is that the only song that you've been returning to and that's been carrying the album, or is there like another track? Nah, I like. Uh, I like dolls on my head. I like. It's got young thug on it. Met Gala. I like Met Gala. Hey, you know what song I'm not mad at? Which I thought. I feel like when I listen to this song, I feel like I should be mad at it. But this Addy song. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the They can make a fire video for this where yeah. gun is like flipping a page of the dictionary every time he says Addy. <laughs> and he's just, he's just reading these pages in the blink of an eye. Oh, I like the... I like the nasty girl on camera. Double track. Basically, I don't mind. I don't, like, hate anything, except I really... And this stays true to what I was talking about last week, where Travis Scott features just don't do anything for me. But Top Floor is literally just hot. It's the same song. I thought the same fucking thing. They use the same little. Uh, it's it's got to be the same sample or something. It's the they same. U- they use definitely the, the same. same like, like okay. So when I heard this, I thought the same thing too. That there's a part about this that sounds exact like they use something from Hot, and I almost feel like it's intended to give you the same feeling, to yeah. give you a reason to like it without really noticing why you like it 
Because there's tons of people out there that are going to gravitate to the Travis Scott feature. That just might be one of the first songs that you right. you come off the board and check out. Although, you know, there's some cool ones on here. Roddy Rich and Lil Baby and Young Thug. But a lot of people may go to that Travis Scott one. You hear it. And I, I, almost, I almost feel like that's like a subliminal thing. I mean, you notice it. it we be, notice uh, it. but I mean, I noticed it immediately. I, I almost thought, because I haven't listened to Hot in a while. Like, I knew it wasn't the same song, but I thought, like, is this a cover? Like, is this a weird remix or some shit of Hot? Yeah, I think that's... It's, I think it's that's, the same drum pattern, and it's the same, like... There's the same little... The way the melody is, it's like a drop down like that. There's the same little... In there. Yeah. And it's, it's real, like, just, like, subtle. I mean, now that we're picking through songs, uh, there are a lot of pretty decent songs on here. So you named a few. Uh, Skybox, we love. Uh, Skybox is so good. Skybox is great. Um, I, I liked the Addy song. It was pretty funny. Uh, the first couple songs, Argentina and Gimmick, were cool. Um, this Nasty Girl on Camera song you pointed out was dope. And then right after that, Roddy Rich on yeah. the Cooler Than a Bitch song. I don't know. I mean, it's got the same, like, trap too long of a trap album syndrome that most albums have recently like it's 50 minutes it doesn't need to be 50 minutes but every, I mean, every song is like two and a half minutes like i can't really like whatever if i don't like a song it's only two minutes it's only two minutes there's some skips in here but they're easy skips and yeah to be honest i mean again 18 songs i didn't even realize we had 18 songs in here but yeah. i think it goes over pretty you know, pretty easily. These these kinds of albums are getting pretty breezy, pretty easy to listen to. Like yeah. I said, obviously, like, if the Nav album is, like, okay, <laughs> that means we're getting right. pretty far along in this. In well, this. it's, like, also, like, okay, look at the time. We're all, we can't do anything. Like, what? Captive <laughs> what audience. Are complain about, like, getting too much entertainment? Like, I just, yeah. I don't know. I don't we'll take whatever we can get. We don't even have sports. I was expecting to really not like this album. I've just never, I, so far, Gunna's career has not really done much for me, but I really like this. What do you think about the album cover? I think the album cover is cool. <laughs> Dumb fire. It's so fire. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to get like, I don't want to get roasted, but in the chat, but I thought it's sick. <laughs> yeah. No, that made me yeah, say, damn, really son, where'd really you find this? To, one of Da Vinci. Is that one of Da Vinci? <laughs> one of Da Vinci. Yeah, I don't have anything really to like hate on with this thing. Like I, it's not like a, it's not like it didn't blow me away, but like I, I liked it. Listening through it, I was like pretty pleasantly surprised. Yeah, yeah, I'm not mad at it. I didn't, I didn't come into it wanting to be mad at it necessarily. I, right. I was worried that. I would end up really not liking it, but definitely can't say I feel that strongly about it. And there are definitely some songs that I like. I don't know how much this album will make it into like rotation, but when it's on, you know, like when it's on and you're like, this really isn't that bad. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at with it. And then, you know, if two weeks from now, I still got Cooler Than A Bitch stuck in my head. And I realize mm -hmm. when I come back to Cooler Than A Bitch and I'm also gonna check out dollars on my head then, then maybe i'll realize we got an album on our hands it's Dude, dollars on my head a little better than bitter. i expected 
And Met Gala, dude. Actually, I'm like looking at, I'm listening to Met Gala right now in my other earphone. It's a good, that's a good track. Yep. There's some good tracks on there. Yeah. But. Not even going to hate on it. So, yeah. Uh, album, cool. Album cover, fire. So fire. I don't know why anyone <laughs> thought this was stupid. Uh, yeah, I didn't. Compared I don't. to his last one where he's floating underwater with an umbrella and. Um, right. What is it? Like, it's some sort of car behind him. Yeah. And a lady dancing. Like, that shit was weird. And this one's definitely out there. You saw the little, uh, like the, the promo pictures they were posting. Like they had the album cover, and then they had all the features, like animated the same oh, way right. they have animated on here. And it's like some, hey, Destiny said it, it was like some Jimmy Neutron looking shit. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah, this this album gets a stamp of approval from me, Loki. And if you're yeah, like, I'm with it. And if you're like, uh. A more casual, like, pop hip hop listener, you fuck with Gunna. Like, um, I could see how this would be like your summer album. I could yeah. see people like rocking with this and, and having it on and in rotation, like, a lot. Because, um, again, it's one of those albums that runs pretty even keel, the same pace along the way. So, I think if you like one or two of the songs, uh, that means you're going to end up liking the majority of it. <clears throat> and if you're just not really like a fan of Gunna or what's going on on this, I think you're going to think the whole thing is kind of a drag. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I could see one of those, this being one of those albums that gets streamed a lot in rotation and it's already sold like 130,000. So it's already in that way upper echelon of, you know, of, of hip hop releases in terms of numbers. So not bad. Wanna, I don't know what wanna means. Does that get explained? No. It's fire though. I'd rather just not get it. (laughs) All right, moving into another album, a much more different album, an album in a very different space in the the hip hop, the hip hop osphere. Much less popular artist. Uh, Silk Money. Last year was a BCB freshman. Gotta note that. We were just talking about our freshman list and he was on mine. And... Trent, how many... How much did you get to listen to this? I listened to it all the way through. Actually, I listened to it twice. So you got two listens on it. Attack of the Future Shock, Flesh Covered, Meat Bags, Other 85. Let's start there. This thing's got a bunch of really interesting um, song titles to it, including the album title, obviously. Uh, it is what it is. So right now, you know, we're listening to a song called White People Don't Clean Their Chicken. And after that, oh no, the Nepalese honey spit all over my dick. Or snort ashwagandha root powder. Or the pump didn't kill him, he drowned, drowned in the fa- fountain. <laughs> or a song just called We Snaw. There's <laughs> a bunch of really out there titles on here. If, again, if you haven't listened to Silk Money, you get pretty fast that his, his raps are full of these references. And his raps are kind of like... He does like a soapbox thing for a lot of his songs, I think. He usually uses that format. 
And what I mean by that is basically he's always on some other shit. He's always yeah. on some very individually his own shit, like things that he's clearly. He literally, can I just point out that you said he's always on some other shit, and then in the background he said, "I'm on some other shit." Literally, <laughs> that was crazy. Good timing. Um, yeah, always on some some pretty other shit. You could tell a lot of what he's rapping about is like, you know, it's it's stuff that's been sitting with him for a while, like stuff that he just thinks about, and so he just. I think his music is full of these, uh, you know, conversation points that are poignant and interesting, but they're always just coming from such a spectrum and an array of influences or, you know, where he places these references. <laughs> but um, I don't know, man, to start, man, what, what did you think? How many, how much of this project is good to you? How excited are you about it? Uh, I'm, I'm really into it. <laughs> Coming off the back of, uh, of, well, not like it wasn't last week, but the Kai album that we talked about last week. Right. It's like, I'm kind of in this mood for like really kind of dense, like lyrical, but also like, like musically intriguing music. And like, right off the bat, I mean, I like Silk Money too. I'm not too, I'm not as familiar with it as you are, but right off the bat, I thought that this was like a little, it, it was different to me because I feel like it was a different type of energy, like with the production, the way, like, usually I just feel like there's a lot more like surface energy to Silk Money. Like, the, mm. it's upbeat music, it's like, it's hard. Yeah. But like this, I feel like is a, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of energy in what he's saying, but the, but like the beats production is like, it's not the same that it <clears throat> that it normally is. Way less drums on this project. Like, like some of these tracks have no drums. Like the one we're listening to right now has like nothing. And um, and like that alone just made me like it piqued my interest a little more. And I'm just like, this album's awesome. It is kind of like one of those projects that I feel like, man, like this is not a pro like like not to like make it a like a political thing but this is like a project that like just listening to the lyrics I, I know it's like it's not for me like mm. like he didn't make this for for the listener that i am right but i mean from like really enjoying it and <clears throat> i don't know i like i'm i'm really like in on this project and like at the first listen i was like oh this is sweet like like the beats are the beats are nice like whoever this producer is is going hard like really reminds me of like some derringer shit or whatever yeah but then the second listen i was like yo he's saying some crazy shit yeah like crazy like as in like important and like yeah like, kind of profound shit. yeah like, yeah he is like, i think he has a really like, interesting way these, like, about silly, like it's kind of masked with all these like kind of like not like kind of goofy like song titles and like you know he's a little over the top in a way yeah but i feel like he does that to like emphasize what he's saying yeah i think so i think so i think he comes i think he comes toward you with uh like the humor of some of what he's saying or mm -hmm. the uh the meme the meme of his ethos you know i think comes to right. the forefront like pretty pretty often i think he uses that a lot um to 
underneath. Again, like I said, the soapbox thing, like put in those uh, very key points that he's clearly very like passionate about, and he states with like a lot of conviction, which uh, I think what makes some of these statements really interesting because not only does he make these statements that kind of raise your eyebrows, but he's like so convinced of kind of this way of 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 thought yeah um so yeah that's interesting and as far as the beats go too i think that's maybe that's maybe been the missing component to the silk money album uh in the past couple years for for me because i've been a fan of the last two projects haven't disliked either one but i liked the first project a lot uh, which has a lot of Tyler, the creator production on it. Mm-hmm. And the second project that came out last year, cool, like that, not as much as the first. And so this album, I was like, uh, again, I have this thing where I'm a little worried about where he will take a song. Because on the last album, you know, I think he does a lot of the same things, but some of the song topics or some of the, the soapbox moments that he gets up on, are pretty derivative and mm-hmm. pretty out there. And then, and then musically, the choices musically too, they follow the same, like, nah, I'm just going to go here and do this thing for a moment. Um, just to, just to be there, just to like, you know, make it happen. And I feel like this album contains all of those things that, that are normally there and I expect, but in a really digestible fashion. Yeah. I, I think when you boil it down to silk wrapping his ass off, and some pretty simple but very effective, potent, very dope-sounding loops. Because that's kind of what we got here is a lot of just loops and some interesting uh, some interesting environment-building skits. You know, you have a pretty complete 13-song project, 30 minutes. Again, like the Ka record, like so many words happening in 30 minutes that like this is really fulfilling. Right. This is, you know, really substantive for a 30-minute album. Yeah, and I mean, like, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the track list, and the longest track is the last one at three minutes forty seconds. But like Did I feel get like you check, get, bro. Like you get way more out of like the the one that, the, the song that I fuck with probably the hardest is not the cat y'all saw yesterday. Oh yeah, we just played that. That's got an amazing little sample on it. Yeah, and I feel like you get way more than two minutes and forty five seconds out of it. Exactly. But like it it doesn't feel like you're it doesn't feel like it's dragging. I love this song, Black Heft- Hefty Bag Test. Yeah. Um, don't you think it's kind of funny that that Bruno Mars is just like historically be- like gotten <laughs> slaughtered by rappers he's never heard of? Yeah. Nah, it is, it's kind of random. It's so random. I like how, why is? I don't really like it because I like. like I feel like what's the problem with Bruno Mars? I, I fuck. I fu- <laughs> I fuck with Bruno Mars, <laughs> but like, no, he catches strays. Yeah, he's he really historically does. caught in strays, and like, yeah, 
Like B.O.B. I can kind of get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I like B.O.B. too, but he's also kind of corny. Like Bruno Mars is just doing like cool shit. Cool pop yeah. shit. But again, one of those moments where, uh, you know, a lot of his like social and political stances can be found in here. And the, the reason that he comes up is like that line, you used to want to be Elvis, but now you want to be James Brown. Uh, identify it with any race that'll get you paid, pal. Right. Okay, that line, there's lines like that all over. They got these clever little like entendres in them with like the PayPal thing. And mm-hmm. then these, these, uh, these, these statements. Again, it's kind of crazy. Like, why, okay, why? <laughs> Why is Bruno Mars getting dissed again? But right. Then, but then you hear him out and you're like, okay, I, I kind of, you know, I, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think re- it is like, so, like he's, I feel like he's saying some of the shit he says, like, at, like in the immediate sense for the shock value. Yeah. I was thinking that too. But then like, but then you like, you like, oh, okay. Like what the fuck did he just say? And then you listen to the next bar and he's, he has a really good balance, yeah, like, like real, like yeah. He has a really good balance of like the, the shock and the substance. Yeah. Like the, oh damn, he really just said that, or I would have never thought to say something like that because <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm a normal person with a normal brain. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> as well as, on the back end of it, like oh that's, that's kind of true what he just said. <laughs> Right. Wait, that's kind of actually really true. Um, yeah, I love that about this record. Um, I think there's so much replay value in this. Oh, yeah. Again, there's there's little things about his lyrics and what he says that catch you on different listens. I know you've only had like two listens. I've only had like three, three or four listens. But, you know, you can kind of tell like as I continue to listen to this, I'm going to pick more little funny things out of it or more little interesting things out of it or right. more oh dope that's a really uh interesting thing they did there with the beat or with his rapping um the key for me for yeah, green I mean, albums I, like i said is albums that grow on you albums you find out new things about as you continue to listen to this seems like it's gonna be one of those mm-hmm. i mean as it like stands right now i got i want to listen to both these projects again but i'm like I'm really with both the Kasha and this shit. Like, I want to listen to them back to back, and because the Kasha blew my mind like immediately. Like I listened to it one time, it was like, Yo, this is this is like top five this year so far, for sure. Yeah. Then this came out, and it, the first listen, I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, then the second listen, it's I like, got like the same reaction. Top five so far, yeah. yeah. As far as the rap albums go on the year. Oh yeah. I. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like it's. If I make well, I dropped a I dropped an updated list on right. the obligatory Q and A. Now I think about it, and I snuck that well, in. Well, me and you, me and you gotta do. We're gonna have to do our mid year list pretty soon here. Yeah, it's about to be time. Yeah, yeah, you know, I was thinking about uh, uh, Ben, the rap synthesizer, just asked to come back on the show already. Oh yeah, and I'm like, sure, we can make that happen. So I was thinking about whenever we want to do our next like albums of the year like midway check-in we could probably get him for that and yeah maybe, let's get him maybe on another here. one of our guys but uh yeah this is th- i wasn't expecting this to get up there like as much as i love <laughs> silk money but and i brought this up 
a few minutes ago. Um, but Silk Money is kind of like, as much as I love each of those last couple projects, in some way, they they have like a letdown moment or a let up moment where I feel like, you know, a song choice or a certain section of the album just kind of got a little stiff or derivative or not that interesting or whatever the problem may be. Um, you know, he's really raw around the edges. And I think um, this project being boiled down to some simpler qualities allows him to just get his shit off over beats that I think are really easy to like. Mm-hmm. You know, again, we're, we're totally in this Griselda era. We're totally in this era of um, grimy, you know, not lo-fi, but like dusty sampling, you know. Right. Um, and this has got plenty of it on that. It's totally on par with a lot of the stuff that we're enjoying right now. And Silk Money, lyrically, uh, can't really be fucked with. He's one of those dudes that's going to keep in his own lane. Like, I don't, there's not another rapper out there like Silk Money that I can think of at the moment. So, a lot of props to this album. I, I, I was wondering if you would be about it, uh, as excited about it as I was because I thought maybe I'm getting a little too hyped on this album because I or maybe I'm just getting too hyped on everything that's coming out because like Ka, I'm <laughs> like damn that's like album of the year and then this I'm like damn this is like this is Loki <laughs> up there too like yeah no I mean I've been like I've been trying to like be a little harder on not harder but I'm trying to be like a little less like instinctive like oh that's a 10 out of 10 oh shit or like even like year, with like, your eights. Yeah, no, like so far my my favorite album is still 1988, and I gave that a nine. And like that was kind of just like that was even a little bit like me being like, well, I'm a huge, I'm a knowledge stand, like I'm gonna pump this up a little bit. Like right. I probably realistically would have given it like <clears throat> like lower than a nine. But like I don't know, the last couple weeks, as far as hip hop goes, with Innocent Country, Ta and this. Innocent Country, like, Ka, that, and not like, even that long before Innocent Country was Pray for Paris. Pray for Paris, yeah, like that's like that's four at least at least eight eight fives. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm like trying not to be like too hype on shit, but like when it's good, it's good. It is, yeah, yeah. And I I want to give stuff its flowers in the moment. You know, I right. I. As much as it's difficult for us to, you know, con- not difficult, but you ha- you only get a certain perspective when you come to a podcast and talk about it, you know, two days after you heard a project. <laughs> Silk Money, this isn't right. the case. You know, it's, we've been able to simmer on it for about five days now, but um, yeah. there's only so much that you can digest and say. But, um, yeah, I've been trying to pull back you know some things that i think are an 8.5 maybe are just an eight and things that i think are nine or maybe like an eight and a half or something like that uh but at the same time you know on an album like this i kind of want to make sure that at least if in this moment i am really feeling like this thing is really good i do feel like this thing is like a nine or bordering Mm -hmm. a nine just based on like how what i usually think a nine is meaning i like every song and right. I love a majority of the songs. Like I would say, you know, if there's 13 tracks on here, there's got to be at least six songs that are like bread and butter. Mm-hmm. 
And then on top of that, you know, there's not a song out of here. There's not a song on here I would pick besides like skits and stuff. And, and I would take out of the equation. Mm-hmm. Um, everything seems like it's got purpose. Remember we talked last, last week about an album having like 70 minutes of music, but only maybe like 35 being necessary. I feel right. like closest to, I feel like really close to 30 minutes of this in full is pretty necessary to what he was trying to get across. Like to the point where yeah. if you threw another song on here and you kind of just followed up on the same thing, you could still be at a hundred percent. Right. It's like, I'm trying to think of like, that's a nine to me. Like that's a, yeah, as far, not, as, far not, as, yeah, it's like, it's probably sitting around a nine for me. And like, I'm trying to think of like the last album that I like, cause I like last year I gave like, I think two tens. Mm-hmm. And I probably would take, probably would take the Solange 10 back. I mean, now that I'm like trying to be a little more realistic in my shit, I love the Solange album. I'm, I'm in the same boat that you are with this, where it's like, I don't skip any tracks. Mm-hmm. I love almost all the tracks. I don't, I don't think you need to take anything out. But then the, but the, only, the other 10 that I gave was Pinata. And Pinata, I think, is a 10. Or, like, uh, I, think that, uh, I think that's a... Oh yeah, sorry, Bandana. Yeah. I think Bandana is, is like legit ten. Like I love every song on that thing. I don't want anything to be gone. Every and like every song is dynamic. And so I'm like looking at albums this year, and I'm like, okay, for it to be a ten, it needs to be that. Like it can't just be like I also like I'm also just a big fan. Like it can't just be that. Wait, I definitely so, wait, just to pause you for a sec. I want to stumble into this conversation. Let's have this conversation as opposed to you, you're not that strong on the Carly Rae Jepsen. You're not dying to talk about that. Are you I'm not dying to talk about it? I will say that it's not as good as the, the a side first, the a sides, but the second half of the B sides is pretty fucking great after summer or summer love or some, whatever. Okay. That out that that B sides. I think it's like five tracks, just like hitter, 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 hitter. You know, I don't even think I got through the whole thing now. So that that first half was a bit of a first slower start, and that's kind of where I, I left off. So I will check out the other half. But I like what we we're talking talk about, about. I like what we're talking about in terms of because this is what I really think about it when I do. Am, I am a little bit like conf- not sure what I want to score something mm-hmm. is. A 10 to me would probably mean I have to love close to every song. Now, yeah. do you feel like there can be a a skip or even a song you don't like on on a 10 album? I think I think a 10 album, it can have a skip after you have listened to it you know multiple times. Like, I think the first, like, three to five times that you listen to an album, if you loved every track and you thought every track was necessary to you, like, understanding that album for the first time, or, like, the first few times, then I think that that, like, still constitutes the 10, even if you skip it later. Like, yeah, I don't listen to yeah. Obrigado every time I listen to Bandana. But That's funny, because I did listen to do. It, when I did listen to it the first time, <laughs> or the first, like, five times, I was like, Yo, this is necessary to like to like listen to this yeah, album. Yeah. Or mine always is my and this is controversial to some, but mine has always been uh Black of the Berry to Peppa Butterfly. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. Black of the Berry doesn't do all that much for me, 
but you know that that was like and at the time an entirely it, important song yeah yeah and at the time i didn't necessarily see it that way but mm-hmm. you're right i mean sometimes i feel like that's a bad thing that i always skip that track but i feel like even tens have can have one of those songs because yeah i think you can still appreciate a song like i still like black or the barrier i just like in hearing it after already having heard it several times it's one of the only songs it's or it's one of the songs that maybe lost it's it's less like the fastest out of that track list but mm-hmm. um so for a 10 out of 10 yeah i, I think like you kind of it's got to be a mix of like okay the album experience was amazing but i also think this has some replay value like i probably wouldn't give a 10 to an album that i feel like i couldn't play over and over again right i feel like usually i also grade like or try to uh observe like how obsessed with an album i become like i feel like that factors in my score so if i notice like hey this weekend album i've been listening to like crazy you know i probably scored it at an eight and a half like when i first heard it but like the fact that it's months later and i'm listening to it like multiple days in a row a couple times I'm like, okay, this is this is up there. This is a nine. This sounds like a nine. Right. Me, you know. Um, well, and then I'm thinking like, I try to minimize this, but like, like how how much did it meet my expectation? If like I've been waiting forever for an album, I keep going back to Bandana because that's just the most recent one. Mm-hmm. But like, we've been waiting forever for Bandana. And we knew it was gonna be good, but like but when it like, made it, good it met on, and exceeded my expectations yeah. even though i thought it was going to be great like i think even i think even a, an album meeting your expectations about yeah. when you're really anticipating it i think is a is a tall task for an artist to to fill you know just right. like your own personal like expectations on an album that, that you're allowed to have uh but ones that you've had for a significant amount of time that's hard to please and mm-hmm. I feel like when when that happens to me, you know, I feel like even just meeting my expectations on an album like that was a big deal. And the fact that it went beyond those expectations is an even bigger deal. Right. And then I'm like thinking like, like another album that I originally gave, like, I think I only gave it like an eight or 8.5. But then I, after multiple times listening to it, I ended up giving it a, a, around a 10 was some rap songs which that was like an album that i was anticipating for a really long time and i did have expectations for it and then it totally went left of my expectations did something completely different yeah but did it so well that i was like yo this is awesome mm-hmm. and that's like that was like a late after listening to it multiple times I was like this is some this is like because because it was at that point that i realized like this is gonna be a wave like this is like this like is he, gonna be like the music he kinda, that I care about yeah, for the next couple of years is music with, like this. Huh. So, so there's some, I don't know, like there's some there's a lot of things that go into it. Of course, yeah, yeah. Which is why it's kind of hard to break these scores down. But in some respect, you know, I do. If I'm kind of getting lost in all the different things that I usually count, sometimes to get to that score, I have to go back to the basics and just look at the track list. Like mm-hmm. realistically, do I like love? just think this song's okay or do i think it's a bad song right and then like how many songs do i love how many songs do i just like you know how much of the album is just me liking it and maybe there's a song or two i love so 
I think this is where it gets a little more dicey. So a 10 out of 10, you know, obviously has to reach some sort of personal significance to you and your taste. Um, you know, to me and you, I feel like we, we, we pay attention to things like how significant does this album feel from a social standpoint or from a, a talent standpoint or a, you know, creative standpoint that, that, that matters. There's some sort of mm-hmm. objective, you know, trying to assess that quality of it. And then when you get to, at the end of the day, the bottom line is you got to pretty much lo- love every song. Yeah. Like you got to, like, if it's 10 songs, you got to love eight and there's got to be a, a maximum of two skips maybe. And like you said, you know, these are like skips probably after you've heard them a few times. Yeah. Like you, this is you, skips just because you're like, oh, I've heard this song a million times already. Yeah. Like, like if you have an album that's perfect for eight songs and then it has two bad songs, Trent, like where where might you rate that? Like, oh, like two bad, like, like two, rip, two like, skips like good. from the beginning. But there's eight songs that are pretty that's amazing. Like, like, it would be a 10 like if you took those two songs out. Five. Like whenever I don't know what to score something, if I'm like, oh, I really like this album. But there's like <laughs> a couple of things I just don't fuck with. That's like I default eight five. But that's why I've been doing like de- like different decimals. Like I've been doing eight six and stuff because what I'll do is I'll get like, it took me a while to build it up. But like this year, especially what I've been doing is as soon as I listen to an album, I'll give it a score. And then I might adjust that score every time that I add an album to it, add an album to that list, because I'm now have like a reference point, like, oh, this was an eight five when I first listened to it. Well, now I just listen to this, and I feel like this is more of an eight five. So I'm gonna drop that down to an eight three or eight two. Yeah. Like how? And then that really gives me like a little bit of, like, I'm not, I don't just have like, like seven eight fives, two nines, and a and a and a seven on my list because that's just like boring. Like, and I don't even know how to like order those when I'm making a top 10 list. But right. like, I don't know, like if it's eight like amazing songs and two skips, depending on how much I like the artist too, like I might, I might bump it up just because of the artist cash. Like, sure, sure. Like if it was a knowledge album and it was, say, say it was knowledge versus like, uh, I don't know. Trying to think of an artist that I like, Mick Jenkins or something, because Mick Jenkins had a great album in 2018, "Pieces of a Man." Love that album. But like, yeah, and say it's like, say both both are ten tracks. One's eight. They both have eight great, two bad. I'm gonna give the knowledge one an eight seven, and the Mick Jenkins an eight five, just because I felt the knowledge harder. Sure, I feel like that's fair. That's how it goes sometimes. That's yeah. like just that might be the tiebreaker for me sometimes. Yeah, I feel like we try to use objective guidelines. Or it's close right, yeah, to that's like objectivity. But at the end of the day, I mean, really like giving scores is such a arbitrary process that right. I feel like instead of being afraid to be subjective, like you should just know what kinds of things make sense for yeah. you to be objective about. Otherwise, uh, like I feel like if you're not being subjective in any sense, I feel like I feel like your your rankings and lists and things are going to just be like, they're going to be just like cutting copies of what you, what you, the people you care about, like in the, like other media members are, yeah. are doing. Cause like, I mean, as much as I like to think I know music, I still ask you about what you think about shit. And I still ask like nation and all the, yeah. all the obligatory guys. And that influences what, what my like 
what my understanding of like the objective things are in an album. Mm-hmm. So like if I don't have any subjectivity, my list is just gonna look like what all your guys' lists look like in amalgamation of that. Yeah. Cause I gotta I gotta have a little bit of like a little bit of packs in there. Like otherwise yeah, yeah, yeah. you never get a 10. <laughs> right, right. Um and that's that's kind of the the tricky part about about doing it is putting your own own spin to it. But let's see. So we have a ten out of ten album that would probably have to be all killer, no filler, pretty much, basically. Uh, a nine, I would say about the same thing. Like, I think when we're talking about a nine, I think I have to like every song. Like, if mm-hmm. there's a if there's a bad song on an album, I think it it, it immediately falls just under nine right. range for me. I feel like the nine and ten album, and I haven't always done this, and I'm trying to, like you said um just build a a a record of rating albums in this way mm-hmm. where I'm a little bit stricter or I'm a little bit more clear to myself on what constitutes an 8 or an 85 or a 9 and maybe being a little more picky with those 9s and 10s because yeah I think you know I I what you definitely don't want is for like albums that you really like to not stand out from other albums that you right. like because you kind of like, feel like when you drop the nine or the ten like great you want, album yeah you want you want that to hit you want for someone who's never heard that album to really go like oh shit he gave it a nine so i think maybe the difference for me between a nine and a ten is like a nine can be all great can be the same thing as a ten but i don't want to listen to it over and over again like sure. I feel like there's a there's a couple albums that like yeah, right like I knew this was an amazing album, but like I'm not going back to it a million times. I brought this up last week. Uh the Lupe Fiasco most recent album. Right. So long as hell, super dense, hard to get through, didn't listen to it more than a couple times or a few times. But when I was finished with it, I was like, wow, that was a lot. That was pretty amazing in parts there's some good song you know there's a lot of good songs right so you're impressed with it more than here's my example this is a great example for me flamagra yeah amazing album like listen to it the first time i was like you mean you know we did a fucking podcast i did a whole fucking synopsis on it and when you plug in on it you can really continue to get amazed by all the details right but, like, I'm not going to listen to fucking Flamagra, like, every week. <laughs> that shit is, like, three hours long. <laughs> right. There, there, there are some albums that, um, like, my example for a nine, like, one of my perennial nines. Or when I think about giving an album a nine, I usually compare it to this album, Dynamite, the Loopers, from last year, mm. where I think there's something about this artist that for ten songs is really really fun to listen to so i would say the Mm -hmm. same i'm feeling the same exact way about the silk money record like something about not only the songs i'm hearing but the artists i'm hearing over them is so cool in this 10 song capacity and the the theme that they're going with and blah 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 everything they set this album up for is really cool then on top of that i go from song to song to song to song all killer no fucking filler like i (laughs) i can easily say and going back like 
I like this song for this reason. I like this song for this beat. I love these lyrics here. I love that. You know, like you can go to every song and have something to say about it like that. And it's one of those rotatable albums. That's a nine for me. Yeah. That's a really, really solid. I'd probably put it somewhere around there. And Ka has some qualities of both of what we said. It's it's um, really impressive when you sit down and you really digest it. But as we mentioned in the in the review, that it's an easy album to listen to. It's yeah. not a long album. It's wordy, but it's not. It doesn't like I don't feel exhausted by the time I'm done listening to it. Silk Money, very wordy, but I'm entertained rather than like drained after, you know, mm-hmm. digesting all the lyrical ideas there's something to be said for that so th- those two albums uh, along with the zaloopers album again being really consistent projects those are solid nines for me and that's probably what a, no- a solled nine for me is and then eight and 8.5 and seven and 7.5 like that gets really tricky for me those get tricky for me too but I always just like think like like now I'm just always thinking like okay if I, okay, well, I, I guess I know something's less than a seven. Like right off the right, right off the rip, I'm gonna be like, okay, this doesn't meet any of my expectations. Is, is seven not a sort a of bad album? Is, is seven like a sort of threshold for you? Seven's like I don't typically even score an album if it's not a seven. There you go. Unless it's a there huge album that's really bad, then I'll score it. I think seven flat or anything under seven is. I'm maybe just starting to get excited about this album for it. Like I have, I already have like 30 albums this year that are over a seven. Like, why would I want to go like, listen, why do I want to remember what a seven is? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. You know, sometimes I wish we covered some albums that we, I wish we had more of a place to review albums that we didn't like or thought were bad. But at the same time, there's so much good music coming out there. I feel like we have no problem catching 30 albums in a mm-hmm. year that were really good like not just yeah okay or good but really good so yeah i mean we talk about this on we talk about this like we don't really like covering bad music <laughs> i don't really like rather than you know like listening rather than really like listening to some bad music and telling you why it's bad you know i, I just know what music to stay away from i know what music is not right really gonna probably come close to what i'm looking for but yeah yeah i mean i think it's like so like seven's kind of like i don't really score if it's not a seven but like an eight like i try to think like try to think like okay i liked most of this album and there's a couple tracks that i think stand out if it's got tracks that i would put in a playlist even if it's not like it doesn't matter what kind of playlist it is, but if it's something that like I want to remember at least a couple tracks from this, mm. I think it's like it starts out at an eight for me, and then I kind of adjust. Like it's weird because the eights, the seven and a halfs, the eight and a halfs, those are normally the albums I have to listen to the most to get a score on. Right. Like a nine, like I kind of know when it's a nine right off the rip. Yeah. A ten, yeah, that- I, I almost definitely know it's a ten. Right, but an eight to a seven is kind of like I might have to like give this a few listens and understand where I'm sitting with this. I think I have like 
like the uh thundercat album mm-hmm. like i initially was just like i'm gonna give it an eight because i just like i like thundercat this didn't do anything wrong but it's also just not like i haven't listened to it multiple times this year since i since i listened to it and but then like i don't know just listening i like listening to other stuff i'm like well this seems like more of an eight and i like thundercat more than this so now it's an eight too like it kind of just that's how it goes um eight for me is the threshold of of wow factor so we've brought this up oh really eight is my 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 wow space if that makes sense so eight is not a wow space for me because i still think of scoring in terms of how i think of grades which is so 80 percent is a b i'm trying to like like not think of that so much but like an eight would be a b minus if i had gotten a b minus on a test in high school I wouldn't have been wowed. I would have been like, well, that's what I expected. But like if I got an A in high school on anything, I would have been like, yo, like Huh. That's still how I think about things. An eight five is a B. Like a B, I would have been like, yo, that's nice. Like I'm happy with that. I'd probably go home and tell my mom I got a B. <laughs> <laughs> an eight nine? I mean B plus? I would too. shit, mom, look, I hey, got my, an A. Yeah. Like, my parents said all A's and B's. I never got lower than a B on anything except physics. Physics is the only class I ever failed. Uh, I definitely failed a couple classes in my day, but I had I had my A's as well. Loki, I had a three point seven GPA. No one knows that about me, but I was smart as fuck. Yo, I went. I brought my GPA up pretty hard, like in my, oh, in yeah? my latter two years of school. But I finished out with like a three four, three five. Trent was a good student. I was a good kid. Yeah, he's a good kid. Fuck a student. He was just like a, a good stupid. person. Still yeah, no, I, I get like, I can see why an eight would be a wow factor for other people, but I still see eight as like most of the albums that I care about grading fall about an eight. So I'm so not like super that, wowed by them. But leave you with, I don't remembering you, for sure. Isn't that hard for you? Like that, that, that doesn't leave you with a lot of room in between eight to 10, like perfect like album it. to yeah. like I, I Thundercat like having, I like cool album. Like before, in 2018 and 2019, I think I was way too generous on shit. And this year, I like being a little harder on things. Like, making sure, like, okay, I really want to... If this is a 10, it really needs to prove that it's a 10 to me. Mm-hmm. Negro Swan, that's, that, was, that was a 10. Like, now I know, going back and listening to it as many mm-hmm. times as I have, that's a 10. But you got to be really I clear. That year, I gave Peace of a Man a 10. That's not a 10. Not a 10. That's a 9, though. That's a, I gave it a nine when a it came out. That was my score, and I still feel like that today. It's about an eight and a half. That might not nine. even be a nine for me. Okay, so you're, so you're trying to be, you're trying to push more albums down to the eight space, and the nine and the ten are where you're trying to be picky. The nine and the ten should be like, that's like hard to reach, because I don't think there's really that many nines and tens in the history of albums. Like, I don't think there's as many as, like, if I had done it to eight, in 2018, I would have put way too many albums up there. Mm-hmm. But, like, in, as far as 10s go, I'm thinking, like, like, there's been maybe, there should only be, there should, realistically, I don't think, like, it's hard for there to be more than two 10s in a year. At least in the music that I, we listen to. I think so. Yeah, I think like if I go an entire year without hearing a 10, that shouldn't be too 
too weird to me. It shouldn't be too crazy. Yeah. I would hope to have a 10 in a year, but I don't expect a 10 every year. I don't either anymore. And this year, I don't know if I'm going to get a 10. So far, we Even haven't if, had a 10. And I don't know I'm what like a 10, for, I think I don't know what a 10 would be. Chance for me. I think Isaiah probably has the best chance for me. Isaiah could be a 10. Kendrick could obviously always be a 10. Kendrick could be a 10, but I'm not like expecting a 10. I'm not him. expecting a 10 from Kendrick, but Kendrick is a walking 10. So <laughs> we got to give him that respect. Right. Um. Uh, yeah, when you look out at who might be dropping albums this year, there's no one that comes to mind that says, yeah, they might really drop that record. Uh, because even even with the Isaiah Rashad album, I'm pegging him at, or I'm just guessing, but like I'm assuming he's going to drop a nine. Like if I had to guess, to me, That's I would end up rating too. it a nine just because I could see him putting out the album that is uber consistent, picks great beats, has awesome lyrics, great songs. He writes great songs. Um, but is it going to like change my... Do I expect the Isaiah Rashad album to change my life this year? Not necessarily. I would love for that to happen, though. Yeah. No, I mean, I just like... I'm not expecting... Like, especially with my criteria this year, the best album that I've listened to this year is a nine. And that's like... It was kind of... It might not even be a nine. Like, I still think I still don't know if 1988 is really a nine for me. It's been fun with that like eight and a half to nine space for me. I, th- it's I think like it's an eight, eight and a half though. Like, and then the next highest album I have is that Wilma Archer album, which I love. I really do love, but that's not like a replay album for me. Mm-hmm. So I can't give that like a, I can't give that a ten. Right. So I don't know. I'm just trying to be a little more like I'm trying to leave a little room for like the stuff that really, really impresses me. Mm-hmm. I want to like I want people to know this is that impressive. Yeah. And I, I, I love, you know, I want to be accurate with my score. So I don't mind giving a certain album a nine when everybody else is saying like, yo, this is really, really good. And this is a nine or whatnot. But I think you also mm-hmm. want to save it for a, a project that maybe you're trying to put people onto. Right. And you're really like sure about this thing. Like this is this is pretty crazy. At least for me, right? It's always subjective, but you yeah. like you have a pretty good sense of reason of why for you like this album is like a a 9. And if you got an album that a lot of people aren't hearing and you think it's a 9, like that's a pretty cool little little gem in the pocket there. And I I would want for when I throw that kind of score out there for people to like that take in my opinion to go like oh shit okay he doesn't always doesn't always drop right. a nine or you know the track record of albums you've put on that pedestal you know have some sense of reason people can kind of identify them with your taste and you have reasons to back that up um so that's i'm glad we're having this conversation because i wanted to maybe start including like a score at the end of our reviews um but i definitely wanted to make sure people knew what a eight means for me and what an eight means for you because i think right now that's that's probably a little bit different i feel like your eight and my eight isn't exactly the same it's not exactly the same i don't think so that's good to know i'm glad people will have this to to reference from because i, I did want to add some more um some things that we hit like every time we do an album review i would like to hit on some same questions one of them being what do we think of the album cover because we always forget to talk about that Mm-hmm. And that's always interesting to me. 
Um, but I would like to start dropping scores on these um, that can change, that probably will change. But like, I would love to see what our two to three day score is on on these albums and, and drop those in reviews as well. So, um, so yeah, you heard it here first, man. Ten's got to be pretty much the perfect record. Nine's got to be like perfect but there's some space between the nine and the ten for like how much you personally Mm -hmm. like and what you feel about this record and then the eight is where it's gonna get dicey where my eight and your eight is is kind of different and yeah you probably won't we gotta we gotta further define our our fives our sixes our sevens because while we don't like to necessarily talk about five sixes and sevens like they definitely come up on this podcast so like mm-hmm. like one uh, i i wouldn't really feel actually one of might be like a seven i think one is a one gave, is worth a. I gave nav a seven i gave drake a seven i think i can give one a, a seven yeah i wouldn't be giving drake a seven but uh bro i gotta dip pretty soon here well that's all we got man we, we got two hours of podcast so Shit, man. I got to get us a like a official outro and I got to tighten up our official intro. I feel like since this sh- since this show started, I've been like, okay, I need like to say the same thing at the beginning of every episode and that never right. happens. So we're about 4 seasons in, maybe season 5. Maybe season 5 we'll get it right. <laughs> maybe. All right. All right, man. Uh yeah, that's it. Season 4 episode 15, we did it. Uh Bridge City Boys. Trent, have a great day at work. Peace, yo. Holla at your boy. Peace.